Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. three questioners uh i am here today with uh, a dear sweetheart in my life mr dion cole yes. an old friend yes an old uh comrade yes. road road <laughs> companion <laughs> how you doing i'm good bro how you doing i'm man? doing well good. yeah that's good I thanks mean, for you, having me no no problem yeah. yeah you and i got to know each other on the tour when we between the tonight show and yes, and the uh, and and the t- TBS show, TBS show, yeah, you came and did warm up for yeah, us. Sure did. Well, and we yeah. got to travel yeah, together. We got the rock, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, we did. Uh, we um, we hit the uh, road um, for how long is that? Like about. It was like three months. Three it felt months longer. Months. Yeah, yeah, two or three yeah, months. It yeah. felt longer, but you yeah, know, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it made me realize like I can't do the road. Uh-huh. You know, like waking up, I'm uh, like, wait, uh, just so many waking up in a hotel room in, in the dark and being like, where's the fucking bathroom? <laughs> I don't remember where the bath, like, that's a closet, you know? Um, I used to be so smashed on that, on that, on that road. Cause I used to come out, I used to come, the show would go, and then towards the end of the show, I would do like 10 minutes of stand up. Yeah, towards yeah. The end of it. Yeah. And then, We'll close the show out and it'll be done. Yeah. Every time right after I was done, I had a drink in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, that's what I felt too. Like if I had to be on the road much, Mm. I would... I, I would either, you know, I'd be 350 pounds and a fucking alcoholic. So be so bad. Because that's also, too, life on the road. You can't eat healthy. No, you it's can't. It's really hard. Cause no, just you can't. Everything that you can get that's quick and easy is garbage. You the, know? the only way that I diet is, like, especially when it comes to doing comedy shows, I will stay in the hotel room until the show. Yeah. And then I'll eat at the show. Right. I wouldn't eat the rest of the day. Oh, wow. I would just stay in my room yeah, and just yeah, starve, yeah. man. Really? Until I get to the show. But then the problem is when I got to the show, I ate the whole left side of the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't eat all day long. Right, right. Over, so it kind of, I mean, uh, messes up with the diet that I was trying to be Right, right. Well, everything. you, yeah, well, you, you, uh, you pioneered intermittent, intermittent fasting. Yeah, that is. Know? Yeah, that's. <laughs> and that, you know. I was the first. <laughs> it does kind of make sense, though. Like, you think about, you know, probably the way that a lot of, uh, 
you know, primitive humans mm-hmm. ate was, oh, we killed a deer, yeah. and then they get really full, and they didn't eat for two yeah. days. I mean, maybe some yeah. roots and berries in between. But, right, uh, right, right. You know, so. That's what's up, man. Well, now, you, like me, you're from the Chicago area, but you're from yes. Chicago specifically. Yes, yeah? yes, yeah? yes. And yes. Uh, you, were born, you were born in Chicago? Yeah, born and raised, man. Yeah. Still there. You go back there? I haven't been back in a while. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, my daughter and I were supposed to go back in a few weeks, but I don't know if we're going to, you know. Oh, shit, man. We're, I, you know, I don't know when this is going to air, but yeah. we're in the midst of the coronavirus. And yeah. it just now and now it seems like, because I was kind of like, eh, can, I, can we still do that? And every day it just seems more and more irresponsible mm-hmm. yeah, to man. get into a plane, you know. I have a friend who told me that they had a friend that flew. And they said that it was like, like it was like fifteen people on the yeah. plane, and the plane was super clean. Yeah, like fifteen people on. Yeah, that. they're apparently going in and wiping down everything. It does yeah. seem kind of like, in some way, like it, it is the time to go do, like go get on a plane they said, they or said go to Disneyland. They said it's wide open. Yeah, like yeah, wide open. I've seen airport. pictures. Yeah, yeah, but I still don't know. I just feel like, I, you know, I'm nervous too. Like a lot of my shows, they have been um, postponed. Really? Yeah, they've been, they've been postponed. Because so are you in town for a while? Yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my first stop was Seattle. Oh, wow. My first stop was Seattle. <laughs> and they were people still, like, sending me, like, uh, uh, DMs and stuff. They were sitting up like, you still coming? I'm like, uh, you watching the news, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. coming out there. No, no, no. No, not you right come now. Here. Yeah. You know what? In fact, don't come here. If you come here, wear a yeah, mask. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. I might go live and do yeah. some jokes, but yeah. I'm, not co- I'm not coming there. God yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what kind of kid were you when you were? Because, you know, this show is kind of, we yeah. sort of start at the beginning and go through everything. What kind of kid were you? Man, you a funny kid? very, I had a big imagination. Yeah. That's what I had because I grew up as the only child. So I had like a Oh, really? You don't have any siblings at all? I do. I found out later I had a sister. Oh, okay. And then I had like a play sister coming up, somebody that just kind of grew up with me. But biologically, no. Just, yeah, well, yeah. I have I have one that was like a half sister, but I, I met her when I was like in my 30s. Oh, so Yeah. Yeah, so, like, now it's just, like, I mean, me growing up, I grew up as an only child, so, yeah, it was just me, television, toys. Those were, like, that was everything. That was your world, That that was everything. Even Not even going outside, really. Like, I I went outside and played and had a good time, but my world, in in my room, in my bedroom, that was everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And TV, too. Yeah, I was the same way. Like, I had an older brother that, would always be like, come on, let's go outside and throw a ball. And I'd be like, oh, why, why the fuck would I do that? You know, I Partridge family's right. on. <laughs> right. You know, Johnny Sacco and his magic yeah. robot or whatever the fuck was on Channel 44. Right. That's you know? how I was, man. I used to be like, eh, nah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. stay in and yeah. shit, man. Nah, I just, I'd rather stay in. Yeah. Play with toys and shit. Yeah. So at, at school, were you were you like a, a well-behaved kid or were you a yeah, smart ass? Yeah, yeah. No, I was like basically a good B student, yeah. B, C student, just going with the flow, yeah. not bothering nobody, not super excellent, not dumb yeah, as yeah, shit, yeah. just right, right. basic middle guy, yeah. just stayed out of everybody's way, yeah. you know, just... Real fucking chill, man. Yeah. I never was, cause I, cause I was always an introvert in a sense because 
I would rather go watch TV and, yeah. and chill. Yeah, like yeah. I never really wanted to be like that guy or yeah. nothing like that, you know. But I but I always had these always had a certain way of thinking and didn't think nobody thought like I did. So right. I really stayed to myself. Were your folks aware of that? Like did they try and change no, it in any no, way? No, or no, did no, they... no, no. Cause it was just me and my mom's man. Uh-huh. My mom was always trying to find a job. Oh I always see. trying to work. She always was like, Man, I gotta get I gotta get a job. I gotta take care of me and you and yeah. she just always was at work. When she did get a job, it'd be weird hours and she just worked really you know, less than par jobs. You yeah. Know, like working at like chicken restaurants and currency exchange. And even though currency exchange was a good job that she held us down with uh, over time, but everything else was just like she was getting what she can get. Yeah. You know? Temporary yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you now, were, did you have that imagination before? She was kind of yeah, out, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah, because it was like I said, it was just me and like because you got your own built-in babysitter then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And so, uh, like when she did, even when she had a decent jobs, she would be at work a lot. So it'd just be me, you know. Yeah. Even when people babysat me, I really didn't spend too much time with them because I just wanted to. Be in my room with my fucking evil Knievel and shit. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man and, you know, that kind of shit. And hot wheel cars and but but they were like in real situations. Like uh-huh. that was that was the way. Like I wouldn't play like having them fly and shit. They yeah, would yeah. be like, you know, in meetings and <laughs> you know, just yep. you the know. bus broke down. Yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> needs to find a spare tire. <laughs> Relationship problems. It was like, like I played. Why won't you open up to me, Spider Man? You're so closed off. Spider what's wrong? <laughs> like, yeah, it used to be yeah, wild, yeah. man. Yeah, so yeah, that's the kind of guy I was, man. I used to. I remember I had, and this is when I was like five, six. I had like elaborate, an elaborate fantasy relationship with Speed Racer. Uh, yeah, you know, from, yeah, from the right, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And it was always like, there's been a crash. <laughs> speed, you know, speeds, you know, and I'm, you know, laying in bed thinking like, there's been a crash. Someone needs to save speed. I've got to get over there on my helicopter. You I thought I was Trixie, right. but, you know, because Trixie drove the helicopter. Right, right, Maybe right. I want to be Trixie. Maybe that's my, been my secret all along. I just want to be Trixie. Uh, yeah, speed Racer was another one, man. I used to love Speed Racer, man. And it's so weird. Man, all those Japanese cartoons. like Because at them. the time, you didn't realize it was Japanese. You're just like, this shit is fucking man, weird. Goldar. Remember? Uh-huh. Like this yep. used to be that... Johnny Socket, I think. Johnny Socko. That's yeah, yeah and the giant a robot. Whistle and the giant robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was yeah, and there was some other one. Like there was some other. Oh, Ultraman. There Ultraman, was Ultraman was Ultraman, on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah All yeah. that shit is like, oh wow, that. Yeah. That, and then also just I love Japanese mon like Gam yeah. uh, the Gamera movies yeah, as a yeah. kid that were were really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, man. So when do you start being funny at school? I mean, is it at school that you start being funny? Does your nah, mom think you're funny? Does she nah. encourage it? Now she does, but she still don't. My mother's, like, hilarious. My mother was always vocal, funny. She was always the center of attention. Yeah, Just, yeah. You know, she was, like, that kind of lady. But 
Not me. I never was like that person. I was she, always, you think she was like taking up all the oxygen, sort of? I just used to just watch her. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I used to just be like, I used to love watching her. She used to do this thing when I was a kid where if a commercial came on, somebody would be like, Hello, are you tired of are you tired of reading at night? She'd be like, I am. And then she'd be like, like, are you tired of this? She'd be like, I actually am. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that used to crack my shit up, man. Right, right. I used to she used to do that shit all the time. She would talk back to the commercials. That's and a answer. good bit. Oh, it used to be so funny, man. Yeah, and I yeah. used to just laugh. She was just really funny like that. And so me, I wasn't. I was more like just to myself and having thoughts to myself. Yeah. Just always like kind of like just just not wanting to disappoint. Yeah. So didn't know if this was wrong to say or not. But then when I became a teenager, I became like I be I be I became more vocal. Yeah. But still yeah. not in a boisterous way. Like, like I wasn't just, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like, it, you had to know me in order to hear me. Uh-huh. So, like, if you was my friend, like, something might happen and everybody would be busting up laughing and shit. And my friend would be laughing. Like, if somebody tripped and fell, everybody would laugh and shit. And I would, like, lean to my friend and be like, I wonder why did they fall? You know, I'd be like, they didn't, they didn't see that big-ass chair right there. Like, I saw it. Didn't you see it? You saw it too, right? So, so if we walked around the chair, why wouldn't he walk around? Like, and I would just always go into depth about shit. And my yeah. friend used to be like, boy, you crazy as hell. <laughs> boy, you crazy as hell. So it's like when I got older, I started letting these thoughts go. Yeah. And I just, just like, anything that happened, I would I'd be like, hmm. I wonder why she cooked that like that. Why did she, why did she burn it? What was, what was on her mind that you didn't keep your mind on these motherfucking eggs when they was cooking <laughs> and now they ruined because mm-hmm. she was thinking about something? I wonder what she was thinking. Like, I just always do that. So as I got older, my friend, one day my friend was just like, um, this is when I was out of high school and everything. My friend was just like, man, you should do comedy. And I was like, nah, I ain't doing no fucking comedy. I was like, that shit is for goofies. And he'll be like, nah, there's some great people who did comedy. And I was like, nah, I ain't doing no comedy. And he was like, dude, if you go on stage, I'll give you $50. Oh, wow. And I said, $50. He was like, yeah. I said, I said, when? He was like, tomorrow. Let's go down to the comedy club. I said, all right. We went down there, and I couldn't get on stage. Then we went the following week, and I couldn't get on stage. And then a the week after that, I got on, and... I, I knew at that moment my life. I, I knew what I was here to do. Oh, I just really? Instantly was wow. like, oh, this is why I'm here. And what was your hunch before then, what you were here to do? Did I you didn't have, have one? no idea? Really? I know my mother used to be on me and be like, when are you going to get a job? You know, your uncle, he's working at the transit authority, the CTA. And you can go get a job driving buses or yeah. riding the train or driving the train. Yeah, which isn't like a that. bad job. It's a great job. Yeah, yeah. Benefits, all that. Yeah. So I was like, she was like, yeah, we're going to try to get you in. I was like, all right, fine, cool. So that's what I was trying to get into. And But before, but while I was uh, selling coats at this uh, leather maker You've place. told me about Berman's. Yeah, it was leather makers. Oh, it was le- leather makers? Leather, leather yeah, makers. Yeah. I was selling leather, leather coats. And so I was waiting on the transit job to come. And then that's when my friend was like, man, you should do stand-up. And I was like, eh. Yeah. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Could not sleep. Yeah. Couldn't I sleep? None of that. I just, every day I would wake up and just be like, 
man, I, man, I, I want to go. I want to go do that again. Do that again. Yeah, yeah. I want to come back to this, but I do want. Do you want to talk about the side business? Was that yeah, the leather makers? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. And it's like there's such a logic to it. Yeah. And at the leather at the leather makers, you guys also sold another product. <laughs> Which was <laughs> marijuana. It was weed. <laughs> we so weed. I mean, and I, well, I love it's because well, the place already smells like leather. Yes. So you throw in some weed there, nobody's going to really notice that much. People do not realize that if you have a certain amount of leather in a store or in a warehouse or in a room, the the smell of leather will outdo any other smell. Yeah. Any other smell. We used to literally sit at the register of this of this fucking store smoking weed and it was glass windows so you could see anybody was it in a mall up. or just out in the it was outside like, don't you know how you have like a like a grocery store mall oh, strip right? mall yeah yeah but there will be like a section like like you might see like a, a eyeglass place like yeah. not connected to the mall but in the parking sure, lot sure sure so it was kind of like that I gotcha. it was like a little section off from the mall area, yeah, and you could see cars pull up. So we would sit at the register and smoke weed. A car pull up, we'll put the joint out, and then we'll like fan the smoke, and then we'll spray some spray, and then people come in. Nobody ever noticed. They will walk right from their car right in, and won't smell nothing. Wow. And at nothing at all, and we would sit there high as shit. Would the manager know? Or the manager that- used to smoke with us. Oh, he was. <laughs> she, she's the one who told us about it. Yeah, the hey manager, guys, the by man. the way, <laughs> part of your orientation. Because we used to get off work. We used to get off work. As soon as we closed the stores, she would light a joint every night. Wow. And she'd do it right there. So then it got to the point where shit, we were doing it during the day. Like, yeah, yeah. if it was slow, we would just smoke right there in the store. Yeah, like, yeah. It was crazy. See yeah. now, what, who wants to work? Who wants to drive a fucking bus? <laughs> yeah, when, when you got that sweet life, you, you can know. work in the leather yeah, store. Yeah. And it. discounts on yeah. the leather jackets. Yeah, I, I have luck. so many leather coats. I man. bet oh. I bought when I was I I don't know I was probably fourteen or fifteen, and I bought a black leather motorcycle jacket, but not like the you know not like the Fonzie yeah, one, yeah, the yeah. one that was kind of like more like a. Uh, you know, motocross yeah, kind yeah, of jacket. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I just, like, I see pictures of myself, and it's like <laughs> fucking putting a switchblade in a bowl of pudding. It's just like, it just, I looked, just, and I thought, like, yeah, I look all right. I look like, I look fucking ridiculous. Just fucking ridiculous. A switchblade uh, in a bowl of <laughs> Oh, it was, but yeah. All the pudding, yeah. funny as shit. Man. Yeah, I still, but I, yeah, I don't even, I like, I can't wear leather now. I just, I don't know. I yeah. Just, yeah, it just, I, I, I just, I just, I feel like a fucking dork. I just feel like I can't pull this <laughs> shit up. I don't know. I feel like, well, I, I, like, if I put on a leather coat now, I just feel like I look like, like a fucking cop. No. Trying to, you What's know. What's wrong with a nice aviator type oh, leather, man? You can, you can rock that shit. All right, I'll, I'll try, I guess. <laughs> and also, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too yeah. hot now. But LA. it's been chilly lately that's at night. True, that's true, that's true. Get you a nice thin aviator, All man. right, you'll all look, right. You'll look nice to I'll that, try. <laughs> I'll try. If anything we get from this, me to come back to leather coats. <laughs> Every picture you're frowning in it. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe. Me do it. Damn, made me do this. <laughs> I look like fat Fonzie. Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs>
doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a grow? When you did that first stand-up, did you... Uh, did you work on material? Like, kind of, did you really, like, think and really get stuff together? Or did you just kind of wing it? No. I sat back and I watched these comedians and I kept thinking to myself, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this. And so I started thinking about stories that I've told other people that right. had them laughing. And then I would ask my friends, what story have I told you that made you laugh? And they was like, yo, the one about the projects, the one... When you was dating a girl, you had to walk up to the project door, and then you was wondering who's going to walk you back to your car. Like, that's hilarious. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, cool. So then I wrote that down. And then we started talking about other stuff. And it was this commercial they used to play in Chicago. I think you maybe seen it. It was called Eagle Man. It was about it was an insurance eagle. commercial. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, no. Be like this eagle landed on this car and he had an egg and it opened it up. <laughs> I and don't it was remember low that. rates and shit. I don't oh, remember that. Dude, that shit used to play every day in Chicago. It yeah. was up there with the Empire commercials. Yeah, yeah. It was like like that. So I talked about how dumb as fuck that was, and then I saw a Sunny Delight commercial. And it was about how these kids are just running in this white guy's house, raiding his refrigerator and shit. And I just thought how that wouldn't happen in a black home. <laughs> Wrote that shit down and went up there and murdered. Yeah, yeah. Murdered. And oh, was that's like, great. Oh, okay. This oh, my is God. Up. And for that so, to have the first time. That's... But never, never worked it out. Never... Like stood in front of the mirror, or... none of that shit. Yeah. I just wrote down, and I ain't even write the whole thing out. I just wrote down Sunday Delight commercial, Ego Man commercial. Yeah, yeah. Taking old girl to the projects. Yeah. And I just wrote these beats, and I just wrote them down on paper, and I remembered them, and I went on stage and I did that shit, and my fuckers was busting up. That's and great. Well, because like, your wow. rehearsal was telling it to people in real life. Yeah, you I just told, being a funny I, person yeah, in real life. I yeah. told so many people, like the commercials. I I I went and seen this shit. I like I I, I started paying attention to shit. Right. Before I went on stage, I started like looking at shit and going, oh, this commercial's stupid. I should talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. I should talk about it. So it started going like that on top of the stories that I had and this shit. I had five minutes. Yeah. Well, it's good, too, because, you know, I think, I mean, it's probably good that you didn't, you hadn't soaked yourself in the stand-up world mm -hmm. and, and absorbed, like, other people's bad habits. Mm -hmm. You basically were 
coming in as you, yeah. as the original you, mm-hmm. you know, and not kind of sticking to some kind of format or what was expected of you. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was a, it's a fantastic instinct to have, you know. Yeah, no, nah, thanks, man. Yeah. I just, like I said, I, I watched these guys and was just like, I can do that shit. You know, I just kept thinking I can do it, I can do it. But when I did it, it was lights out, man. Yeah. I, I couldn't eat, think, sleep, nothing but. How long was it till you went back? I went back like maybe a week later. Yeah. What club was it? It was called uh, All Jokes Aside on 9th and Wabash. Okay. 9th and Wabash called All Jokes Aside. So on the South Loop then? Yeah, yeah, yeah South Loop. And uh, <clears throat> then I started like, and then this comedian told me, I was doing so well that I ended up getting on this TV show four months later called Comic Justice that was on Comedy Central. Like four months, like this how, this how easy. What year is this? This is like 93, 94. Wow. Like I, it was so easy. The five minutes that I was doing was killing so hard that I got into like this competition thing and got on, got to be on this show four months later. And then eight months after that, I was on HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam. So within 12 months, I was on like one of the, the biggest platforms in comedy, which is Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. But what make you is what break you. So as I did get on this show, I only had like like 10 minutes of material. I yeah. did seven of the minutes on Def Jam. I only had three left. So then they were like, yo, we want you to go on tour with us. I said, great. I went on tour with Def Jam. I was supposed to do 20 minutes. I did the, the the set that I did on TV that people saw already, that they was kind of like, okay, motherfucker, what else yeah, you got? Yeah, we saw that. And I had nothing else. So I was getting, I got booed one night. Other night, nobody laughed and did nothing. The other night, it was the same. And then they told me I can go home. Oh, Send me a ticket. It was like, yo, thanks anyway. Appreciate yeah. you. Sent me home. And I was just crushed because yeah. I was so embarrassed to go home. I wouldn't even tell people I was at home. I wouldn't even go to my normal spots where I go eat or go shoot pool because everybody knew I was on tour. And I was just so embarrassed that I just stayed in the house and I just kept thinking to myself, I got to write. Yeah. And I was like, I got to write. And I just kept thinking that, like, I got to write. I got to write. And then I just started writing and writing. Then I started writing scripts and sketches writing jokes and jokes and just kept writing and writing and writing, not even knowing why I'm writing. I was just, like, I'll think of a movie scene and write it. Like, just I would just write the movie scene down. Yeah. Like, that was it. I'll write the dialogue for that. And I was just writing, just... And then I talked to some other friends, and we started forming this group called Second City. And then we stopped performing, and then we went down. I mean, not Second City, Forgotten City. Uh-huh. And then we went I was going to say, you know, there is a Second yeah, City. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but we went down to Second City, introduced ourselves, and they gave us a night. Oh, really? Yeah, right there oh, on, that's awesome. on Clark. And so we used to perform right on top of Tina and Frank's wedding. They oh, would be yeah, there yeah. Friday night. And, and Friday night, we would be on top of them. In the upstairs space? In the upstairs space, yeah. yes. And we would perform there. And we did it for like a year. Every Friday, we had these sketches we would do, and we would just knock it out. Place would be packed. The whole city used to come see us every time. Wow. And then we left, came to L.A. and had a showcase with Puffy 
and Brillstein and Gray. And we did this whole big showcase. They loved us. Our manager at the time was on some old cocaine shit. Uh-huh. Took our money. It'll happen. Took our money. Oh. Fucked the deal up. And we all went back home. Oh, fuck. And I just was like, yo, anyway. And I just kept writing. And I started writing for this other comedian named Ricky Smiley. He started hosting this show called Comic View. Uh-huh. I, wrote the, I, I wrote for him. And I wrote these prank phone call CDs that he wrote and then I went back home and I was just at home chilling. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then that was it. And then um I went and did festival. I went yeah. and did the Aspen Festival. Uh-huh. What year was that? This was like nineties. No, this was like uh yeah, I think this was like like early two thousands. Okay. I think. I think it was early two thousands. I did I did a festival and that's when I met J.P. Buck. Uh-huh. J.P. Buck, who who works at Conan. Works here, yeah. He saw me perform <clears throat> and was like, he didn't even really say nothing to him. He just said, great job, but that was it. And then later on, when Conan came to, when, when you all came to L.A., yeah. JP began working for you all, remembered me from the Aspen Festival, and said, hey, would you like to come do a spot on yeah. the Tonight Show? And I was like, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, let me go think about it. <laughs> okay, I thought about it, yes. <laughs> and man, lights out. Yeah, yeah. I was just like that, lights yeah. out. Like, man. Well, was yeah, it was, you were so fucking funny, and I mean, and we, you know, got our hooks into you right away. Man. Yeah. Didn't even... I don't even know if you even know the whole story about me with that shit, man. I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't. No, you just showed up. I was like, who's this black guy? <laughs> Have you looked around? Right. <laughs> it's all white here. What's going on? <laughs> and I told everybody, too. I said, it is white. It's snow I know, over I there. know. Well, it's, it's, honestly, it is. It's like... Uh, you know, I fucking wish it weren't. I, yeah. You know, uh, and 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 the only way to have that to change that is to hire black people. And but, but and we hired you. Yo. And then you went and got too famous for us. <laughs> fucking took off on us. You know. No, I dude, it was so bizarre. Like when I first got there, I was ready to quit. Like I was, I was like, I I stayed there for a while. I mean, like, the how first- soon after your spot did you get a writing job? Shit, it was it was two weeks later I, I heard from Conan. Yo, really? Wow. Saying, yo, want you to come right. But I had I had these comedy shows that I had just won that I was supposed to do, like with these schools. Like a tour kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not losing that money to to go over there. I was like, and do what? And they was like, right. And I was like, right, what? Like what what do you want me to write? Like yeah. That's fucking Conan. Like I don't, I don't know what he want me to write, and they yeah. were like just jokes. Like they want you to, he wants you to write jokes for him. And I just was like, that don't make sense to me. And I was yeah. like, but anyway, I'll, I'll go and and see what's up. But I just, I, 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 writing for Conan was so huge that 
my mindset didn't fit what was going on. You get yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It was like, I know he don't want me to write, right? So what do we want me to do? And they was like, right. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah, no, like, we meant right, no, right. No, 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 yeah, but I'm like, right what though? Like, you wouldn't even know if I could write or not. I never submitted nothing. I never even told you that I wrote. Yeah. I never, we never had this conversation. So I was like, what, does, what do you want me, like, I don't get it. And I just... And they kept going, we don't get it. My manager was like, we don't get it neither. We don't know. And, and to the point where they was like, are you sh like, like, really? Yeah. And so when I showed up, I just like kept quiet and looked around and watched everybody and tried to fit in and it just didn't work. It didn't it work. It wasn't working. Yeah. Like, I, I, I couldn't write like that. I wasn't even thinking the way that <clears throat> the other writers were thinking. Like, yeah. I couldn't even... My mind wasn't even there. And the things that I knew about, they didn't know about. And uh -huh. the things they were talking about, I had no idea what they were talking about. So I wasn't able to relate. And I got tired of being phony because I was just being phony and acting like I knew. And I just, and I didn't. And, and it got exhausting, fake laughing. Yeah, yeah. And being like trying to fit in. And I just, I told my manager, I was like, yo, I, I'm going to leave next week and she like was like do not leave please please stay and I was like nah I was like I'm good I was like it was cool and I appreciate the offer and I was love and I appreciate them and they they're good people but I don't want to I don't I don't want to be around those writers because they were just like they they're too advanced for me and I don't think like them and so she was like are you sure she was like just stay one more week and I said, I'll stay another week. But then I said, I was like, because I, I don't, I don't want to do that shit. And came to work. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, the IT guy. Yeah, Chris, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes came to hook my computer up. And he was hooking my computer up. He was fixing it or doing something. And he was like, he closed my door and was like, dude, we so proud to have a black man behind those doors writing and representing us, do us well. And I said, no, nigga, don't put that shit on me. Like, don't, <laughs> don't put that pressure on me like that. He was like, no, I'm serious, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, man, man, show they ass, man. And I was like, no. In my mind, I'm going, I'm quitting. You know, I'm like, I ain't coming back to this shit. And I'm like, man, don't, don't do that shit. So he was like, he was like, nah, for real, man, just, man, knock it out. He hooked my computer up and he left. And I was like, Shh. I was like, he gonna be disappointed. But then Erica Brown mm -hmm. came and gave me my business These cards. are, by the way, these are people, people these that are, work here. These are, these are African-Americans that work black, here. Yes, these yeah. are black these people. These are black people. The only two black people that worked here. <laughs> so Erica, who's... who's Not, well, that weren't in the band. That wasn't in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in the band. So then Erica came up, came up and gave me my business cards and, and said the same shit. Yeah. That she didn't even know that Chris said. She was like, man, being a black man over there is huge. Man, don't let us down. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to quit. Like, no. And I and, and I sat with that shit like, fuck, man. I was like, it, it bothered me that they both said that shit to me. 
and that if I would have quit, I would have let them down. Yeah. And so I just, but I still was going to quit. I still was like, fuck this. Like, I'll never see them again. Like, <laughs> understand, <laughs> understand your black people. Two more black forgotten dinner. black people. Black you know people what? swept yeah. under the rug I'm of history. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'll never see you two motherfuckers ever again, neither. So fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. And we sat up in the writer's room, and this is the, the moment that changed everything. We were writing for you. Yeah. We were writing the sketch for you for Oktoberfest. And they said, yeah, we got to come up with this bit for Andy, Oktoberfest. And I sat there fed up in a sense because I was fed up not knowing shit that everybody was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I simply went, what the fuck is that? And they was like, what? I said, what's Oktoberfest? And they was like, it's a German drinking day. And I said, a German drinking day? And they was like, yeah. I said, Andy's German? And they was like, yeah. And I was like, uh. And they was like, what? And I was like, I said, it's just odd that everybody got a fucking drinking day except for black people and shit. And they was like laughing. And they was like, what do you mean? I was like, What's, you got Cinco de Mayo, St. Patty's Day. And I said, yeah, now you yeah. got, now you got uh, uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. I was like, I was like black, and black people ain't got a, a fucking drinking day. And everybody was laughing. And then Sweeney was like, shit, write that up. Yeah, that's the bit. That was the bit. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like. I was like, what? Yeah. He was like, yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's write that up. And I was like, okay, and, and do what? And they was like, he was like, I'll show you how to write it. Cause I didn't even know how to fucking write it. He yeah. was like, yeah, I'm gonna show you how to write it. And we'll send it to Conan. It's like, okay, cool. So we sent it to Conan for him to do it, to talk about it. Yeah. And when Conan read the shit, Conan was like, you do it. I don't wanna do that. You do it. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Well, yeah, I, what I the fuck? It. He's going to stand there? He's going to stand there practic <laughs> practically translucent and wonder why there's not a black drinking day? <laughs> I just thought it was some observational shit that he could have took yeah, and ran yeah. with it. But then I also was like, well, shit, why the fuck y'all asked me to write the shit for him? Because like, that's what it was for. Right, they right. It was like, write it up. For, yeah. Like, write it up for him to talk about. And yeah. so Sweeney was showing me it wasn't for me to do. It was for him to talk about, to, yep. to, to bring the obvious, like maybe do a sketch on having Black Drinking Day or some shit. So then, shit, when he was like, you come out and do it, I was like, still like, huh? And after that, I came out and did that shit. It was lights out. Yeah. But I always tell people, I always be like, it was a sketch we was writing for Andy. Oh, good. That fucking turned the pages. That's great. Everything. I'm happy. Yeah. No, I'm happy that, <laughs> I mean, you know, just because, and I mean, I'm a whole lot of different kinds of white, but German <laughs> just happens to be my last name. Yeah. Uh, Richter, yes, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can tell you, you know, the idea of, and it is, this is such a white place mm -hmm. and comedy can be such a white kind of, well, and also too, there's white culture and there's black culture. Yeah. There's white comedy and there's black comedy. Yeah. And they it's kind of rare that they really mix in a way that they're that they're on equal footing mm -hmm. within the same mm -hmm. kind of you know, the same kind of uh, uh of of 
format or right. in the same kind of show. Like mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking like like Key and Peel would yeah. be one that like was yeah. kind of like wasn't so specifically black. And yeah. and like Chappelle's show was a lot of that was about about blackness, <clears throat> but it was in it was just so fucking funny. Yeah. Exactly. That it was just accessible to everybody. And also right. it was about bigger things. Right. You know. So yeah, I mean uh, we I, want you know in order to make the to get to get color in here, it's yeah. like we need somebody, and and all I'm sh and I mean I wasn't in on hiring you, mm -hmm. but I can tell you just knowing knowing Conan's mind and having a, being of a similar mind, you're funny. Yeah, come on I in, it. Yeah. And come on in, and let's figure it out. And, I felt and that's that. what happened, and you know. I felt that, yeah. But I felt it from you all. I didn't feel it from everybody. Uh, I I, yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't I around you. you all. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know it. what I'm saying? I it know was what like, you're saying. It was like it was like Conan was like, "Yo," or you, you and you or Conan or Sweeney would be like, "You are hilarious." Yeah, and then leave me. You know what I mean? Then yeah. I didn't see y'all no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was around other people that were like, no, you ain't funny like that. Oh, really? Like, yeah, wow. you got to chill. You got to sit back and let us chill. But what mm -hmm. happened was, I mean, shit, it went from me not being able to write and compete like that to it, it became a day where, where they had to write. It was like people had to write for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought that felt kind of fun. It did, yeah, yeah. It did oh, I'm not funny, huh, <laughs> motherfucker? It got to yeah, yeah. Became, instead of me trying to fit the format, it became the my the format that I was thinking of became a format that people had to recognize. Could, yeah, and write, no, and write from for. denying your voice to writing for your voice it was cool. fucking sweet. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's what happened. And you broke out. Yo, you broke out, broke you know. Out, yeah, out, and it was, and it was something that I always use for motivation. I tell people, you know, like I, I let people know, like, like, like that was a defining moment, man. But uh, I remember I used to, I used to go to Conan. I used to talk to Conan and be like, man, I, I don't feel right. Like I, I don't feel right. Like you don't know what, you, what I'm dealing with. Or, yeah. You know, he'll be like, man, like, let me know if you got any problem. But anytime I went to him, everything got sweet. Yeah. And then everything would be sweet for a minute. Then it'd be, you know. I mean, like, <clears throat> I remember this one writer, this motherfucker told me when I first got there, he came to me and was like, yeah, uh, yeah, we glad to have you. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He was like, yeah, make sure you, make sure you keep your office tidy, okay? Keep it up. Because we don't, we don't want you bringing out the property of the other, uh, of the Are other, you of the other offices, and then everybody was laughing, and I and I was just like, "What the fuck is going you said this in on?" Front of, in front of everybody, yeah. Well, whoever was listening, yeah, I guess yeah. whoever was there at the moment, and was it meant to be like a? And I'm making air quotes joke. Yeah, it was. It was meant to be a joke. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know you, motherfucker. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know you. It's like you, like six months from now, you can maybe make six that of, joke. Six months from now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Right, right. But I don't know you. Right, exactly. I, I, this ain't this ain't no good introduction yeah. joke for me. I well, I think you know. Yeah, but I never, never you bring made a, a big deal. I just I, yeah, no, I know. And I was, I, I mean, I was kind of aware of it at at the time, but 
you know, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not in the writing process as much as yeah, I, yeah. as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like, I don't even know, like when I think of a bit, I'm the same way. I got to fucking write it down on a piece of paper and have somebody else put it into the computer. Cause I don't know where that program is. I don't know how it works. I'm just like, here, here's the, here, just put that in the computer and send it out. Um, so I, yeah, but I mean, I was kind of aware of it and I also was probably, I was aware that there were going to be some members of the staff that were just mm-hmm. just that awkward whiteness that where it's like a black person I'm going to be cool about it and then they're just the exact opposite yeah, of cool yeah. and all they can focus on they can't they can't just like go like oh there's a black person yeah life goes on yeah. it's like Haha, hey black person how is it being black yeah. how's Yo, how's your black kind, day that kind of shit. how's your black breakfast Yo, you know it was and it was like that it yeah was like that like on the every day where it'd be like you know like constant and it would be like it'd be like all right already like yeah like, yeah okay let's let's just let's try can, can we let's just focus on me trying to be great like you guys yeah. I, I want to write like you right guys. right like i want to be great like like i'm looking i look up to you guys man you motherfuckers got emmys and all kind of shit like yeah i want to be like one of y'all like let's not yeah. you know make make me feel fucked up about yeah, this yeah, yeah but it was just so crazy how that shit turned yeah it was like it was like ha 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 ha, ha. oh so do you like this dion it was like it was like ha ha Dion ha ha Dion. Then it just flipped to hey, do you do you think you would say something like this, Dion? Yeah, or yeah, would, yeah. Would this be great or would yeah. this be? And and I was like, yo, that's crazy how mm-hmm. this shit changed like that or whatever. But it was just being persistent and, yep. and being <clears throat> being true to who I was and not wavering, even though I tried to waver. Yeah, and it just didn't work. But what worked was just me being me and shit. That's and I always wanted to. It's a pretty I always, good fucking lesson. Yeah, you know? and I always wanted to bring all our shit together and bring it together. It's great when our worlds clash. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's great. It's great when I brought Conan to that soul food restaurant. Yeah. That shit was great to see that right. motherfucker in there eating ribs and pork chops. Yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah. It was great. Putting you, yeah. putting you in that black commercial, uh-huh. and, and at the end, you sitting there with two two uh, beautiful black babes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that shit, fun, yeah, man. It yeah, was, it was beautiful, right? So, well, when, because it points out kind of the absurdity of that. Like we live in the same fucking the same place, fucking place fucking and it's still place, two different man. worlds. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's silly. It's silly, and yeah. it's great when we come together. Yeah, and and so that's what I. I always wanted to incorporate as a writer here with the other writers. Like, man, let's not make this black white. Let's just make this yeah. a, a together right. thing and take both worlds and yeah. make them clash. Right. And that's gonna be the funny. It ain't gotta well, be a white also, single black thing. And also, if we're writing a bit about like, you know, there's a farmer in the audience. Uh-huh. Like, we're gonna come up with farmer jokes. There's not farmer, gonna be. It doesn't have to be black farmer jokes right. or white farmer jokes. But let me. Let me let me put my spin on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't make me put the white spin on it. Let me put my spin. Yeah, let me yeah. be me. 
doing this joke. Yep. You get what I'm saying? I always tell people, if you gave five comedians the script for Pet Detective, the movie Jim Carrey did, yeah, yeah. you will have five different pet Absolutely. Detectives. It's all the execution. The I always, execution. It, the shittiest script. Right. I, and I mean, I've seen it from like things I've auditioned for mm-hmm. where I'm like, man, this is a funny script. It comes out, it's just garbage. Yeah. And then a really kind of not so great script. Like, hey, fuck, that's funny. It's you know, funny, it comes out right? the other end funny. Right. Yeah. As long as you can put your spin on it yep. and that's what that's what was not that's what was missing a lot of times that they would be like hey do it this way when I would be like why do you have me here if you don't have me doing it the way that I would do it you're yeah. missing out yeah. you're missing out on me not doing it the way that I do it which yeah. is whatever black I'm a black man so I'm gonna do it the black fucking way but you are missing out if you don't do that and, yeah. and that's what I always tripped out about you know producers or casting directors or writers or whatever when they get comedians or, or improv cats or whatever to 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 to, the, to do these scripts or be in this and that and the third, they get you and then make you do it this way instead of trusting you to do it the way that you do it. It's yeah. almost like, well, why do you got me here, motherfucker, if you don't trust me right. to to bring my level of funny that's to a never-ending question in this fucking business though it's like i mean i get I, you know i've been hired to do tv shows and they're like and they and i've i've lived through this where they're like we want you mm-hmm. we want we want to hear yes. your voice mm-hmm. and as you go through the process it gets less it gets more and more you know what we'd actually have you rather be like everything else yes. if you don't mind yeah this whole thing when we said we wanted you yeah we changed our minds yeah it's crazy yeah and and and, and you and then in order to get it on, you have to convert to a way that they're used to, mm-hmm. and now you're sitting on the shelf some goddamn yeah. place because you're you like everybody else. Or you're doing shitty work. Or you're doing shitty fucking work. Because it's always that, you know, Yo. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of successful shows that just fucking blow. Yes. Man. That are not interesting or not fun because mm-hmm. they don't have any perspective. They're just a fucking panel yeah it's a, you know they're they're cooked up by a panel of people yeah and that's the same thing with even like comedians like and if there's any comic listening yeah you can have your jokes and shit and you could be a jokey jokey motherfucker but if you don't bring who you are to the table then you're just gonna get lost in the wayside you yeah. got you got to bring who you are you got to look in the mirror and go i am unique i am different and you take that uniqueness and you apply it. Don't go in the world and be just a regular fucking comic. Like, be who you are and bring that to yeah. your comedy to to make you different. And then when we see how different you are as a comic, then that translates to a TV show. Because now we can look and say, oh, this is a different kind of world this guy yeah. is in. Hey, this could be a show. But as long as you're going out there doing just jokes and shit, can't nobody see no TV show out of that. Can't yeah, nobody yeah. see no no movie out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's important for you to bring whoever you are to the table so it can flourish into other things rather than you just being a snappy fucking comic. Yeah. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Did you catch any shit for working on our show? Yeah. Out in the world? Yeah. I would imagine, I caught yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot, I got a lot. Like, I wouldn't even get booked on certain shows because they deemed me a white comic. I was called Token. I was called all kind of shit, man. It, like, like a lot of, like I said, a lot of people wouldn't even book me or whatever. Like, on shows and shit like that, I had to, like, really grow my own lane and yeah, build yeah. my own following and build my start my own fucking shit was this after our tour too this, or no nah, this was this was during when during I, yeah when yeah. i first came to the when, tonight show yeah yeah shit stopped it was like this first of all no black no 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 black people were very proud of me yeah when, when i was on the tonight show they was like yo and they made all comedians be like man i want to get into late night it inspired a whole lot of people definitely but then when it came to comedy shows, if they felt like I wasn't a great fit for the lineup yeah. that was going on, so I would never be uh, booked on the lineup. If it was this comedian, this comedian, this comedian, it wouldn't be me. And then if they did book me, a lot of them would be like, oh, it'd be good to get Dion because it'd be a different kind of flavor on the show. Like that that's how they will book me. Yeah, get Dion, cause he'll he'll bring a different kind of twist to the show. Yeah. And then my audience started changing too. My audience went from black to like white. Like I was like, I was showing up at shows and my audience was totally just white. Wow. Yeah, it'd be just white. But I'll be doing these like black jokes or these jokes that that I write for black people and white people be like, it'll be cool, but it'll be like odd. It's like, weird, yeah. Yeah, so. It's like you said, like you don't know me enough to right. laugh at that. Whereas so, yeah. a black crowd knows you. you they know Because they have a shared experience. Yeah, and so I wasn't sitting asses in seats in black theaters and black shows. So a lot of promoters wouldn't, wouldn't book me neither because a lot of black people weren't watching Conan like that. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't putting asses in seats. And, and, and like like a lot of white shows, you'll perform, but you wouldn't make money. Black shows, you make money, but you got to put asses in seats. So it was a long time that I was missing from that scene, but yeah. I was becoming funnier and funnier. So yeah. when I did start kind of like coming back around the scene or whatever. And writing and writing, writing and writing. And writing and writing and writing and writing and that people start going, oh, Oh damn! Like oh, we didn't know he was that funny. Oh yeah. man, he we didn't know this and we didn't know that, and so it just started building up where like my black audience started showing up and showing up. But then when I hit blackish, it was like yo, like it was like crazy boom because I still had you all's audience. Yeah, and then I had this blackish audience. Yeah, and now my crowd was like that's when my audience yeah. started being like. The perfect fucking blend, you know. And yeah. then a lot of white people watch Blackish. That's too, what I was so. gonna say. Yeah. Blackish is a very Black is a, mixed yeah, show. It's a I mean, very it's got mixed it. show. Yeah, Actually, yeah. we have more white viewers than black now. Oh wow! Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And so that's uh, really cool. Yes, that's it is. really it great. Really is. And it's you know, and it's a testament to the quality of the writing in that show and yes, the quality of the performing in that show. Absolutely, because it does. It's like. 
you know, it's about a family. Yeah. And even though black is in the name, it's secondary to yeah. the fact that, like, we know all be, these yes, people, exactly. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How did that come about? I, um... Just an audition? I was, no, I was leaving... I was I was leaving here after I had my show, <clears throat> Black Box. Right, you had a show yeah. on our on TBS, yeah, yeah, yeah for a little bit. Yeah, I had a show called Black Box. After Black Box, I was coming back over here just a little bit to do bits, but I didn't want to come back and write, write, write like that. Yeah. I was just thinking like, after Black Box, and I had this whole shit with TBS, man. I was at the time the people that were in the office at TBS at the time they were like on some baseball shit, like white America, like my show just wasn't fitting the network, but it was but it was praised by everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It and was so, funny. It yeah, was a it was funny, funny show. Funny yeah, yeah. Show, man. And so they was so I just knew that I had a formula and I wanted to go somewhere else and and do it or whatever. <clears throat> as I was waiting, as I was having meetings to see if I can take black box to another network or something, then they came to me and was like, hey, Steve Carell's doing this show on TBS called Angie Tribeca. You should go audition for it. And I was like, okay. And I went and I auditioned for it. And the day before I was auditioning, they were like, hey, they want to, they want to change your character that you're auditioning for because Steve Carell don't want you to be another angry. Because I was auditioning for a lieutenant. They said, we don't want you being another black screaming lieutenant yeah, in, in yeah. a fucking show or whatever. So yeah. we just gonna have you come in and we gonna see what happens. And I came in and me and Steve Carell actually ad-libbed just anything. Yeah, yeah. He, he would just make up shit and I would just ride with him and just go with him and we'll go back and forth. And he was like, okay, we'll get back at you. They ended up writing a character for me. And so he ended up seeing Full House the night before and saw DJ Tanner's name and came back and was like, you're going to be DJ Tanner. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to write a character for you. We, we'll, we'll write it into the script. So a lot of the first episodes, you'll see me just go, hey, Angie, they need you in the office. Yeah, and that yeah. would be it. Because they hadn't like, figured, they it they haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so I just come in, hey, yeah. you guys, you need yeah, some yeah. coffee? I'm a placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a place Something's going to happen yeah. with me soon. TBD. <laughs> TBT, just wait. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how it was. And, and so when when we found out that he was writing me in, I was like, man, this is great. But the show was taking so long for us to film. Like, we was just like, okay, all right, ready, all right. We went to, like, two upfronts. Like, oh, when, when are we going to be oh, shooting? Oh, yeah, so they do that shit. They do that shit. So I was like. I've been on upfronts with, like, shows where they're like, yeah, we everything. We have 10 episodes shot, and it won't be uh, on the air for another yeah. 13 months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, which is what? like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I was like, man. I was just thinking like, well, let me just keep taking these meetings and stuff. And so this this uh, this agent by the name of Tamara, Tamara was like, "Yo, these people are looking for writers. If you if you feel like writing, and 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 they hear that you just finished writing uh, for Conan, if you can come over and just write for them, like see if you want to write for them or whatever." And I said, "Oh, okay. What's the show?" And they was like. She was like, I forgot the name of it. I don't know it. And they was like, but can you come meet with the the, the executive producer, the, the the creator of it? And so I met with Kenya Barris, and he was like, yeah, it's a show called Blackish, and it's about this family and da-da-da, and I was like, oh, okay. And they was like, yeah, so 
we looking for some characters that you could probably write for or whatever yeah, to yeah. help out. So I was like, all right, fine, cool. So I started telling me about this character named Charlie that Charlie Murphy was supposed to play. Oh, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Murphy's brother who passed away, rest in peace. And, and so he was supposed to play this character. And at the last minute, he was like, he, he wasn't going to do it. And so Kenya was like, man, you think you can play the character? And I was like, uh, I guess. But I knew I had my TBS show. <clears throat> I was waiting on that to come. So I was like, yeah, Black I, Box still hadn't happened yet. No, Black Box. Oh, 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 oh Andy Tribeca. Andy Tribeca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Tribeca. So I oh, was yeah, like, I remember that, how you kind of were like yeah, in between just, the two. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, I'll do a guest spot on it and did it. And they was like, can you do it again? Yeah, and I said, yeah. yeah. And went to another episode, did it again. And they was like, yo, okay, just one more time. And I did another episode, played the character again, and they was like, okay, we got a problem. Yeah. They was like, we got to have this character on the show. They went to TBS. TBS was like, fuck no, we're about to start shooting. And they was like, well, can we use them until you shoot? And they was like, okay. So I did probably like eight episodes of Blackish, and then I had to stop yeah. and do Andrew Tribeca. Yeah. The next season, they was like, we got to have them. So then they negotiated with TBS, TBS, like, fuck that, no, no, no. And then they was like, okay, you can use him on days that we don't need him. So then they started changing their schedule, having me working oh on God. these days in order to come That's over That's so fucking practice. stressful. It was stressful as shit. Yeah. But then we got through it, and I ended up doing like 12 episodes of Blackish, because yeah. they were doing 24 episodes. Right, so I did right. 12 of them and still did all the anti-tribeca. Season three, they was like, yo... What do you want to do? And I was like, okay, I'd rather do Blackish. And they was like, didn't want to let me out my contract. So they took me from 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 a regular to like uh, co-starring on Angie Tribeca so I can do more Blackish. And I did that. And then the fourth season, they was like, we you do a, I do two two three episodes of Angie Tribeca, all of Blackish, and now it's Grownish. So Gronish spent off. And so they was like, we need you to jump off Gronish. So he was like, we're going to use you as your character to come over on this new show called Gronish, which is a spinoff that we can we can get viewers and shit like that. Yeah, we're going to yeah. use you on both shows. And I said, okay. So I was doing Angie Tribeca, Blackish, Gronish, and still was coming over here doing bits. Yeah, yeah. On Conan. And so... And then I and doing dates too. You and I was fucking lunatic. And I had this other game show called Face Value on BET that I was hosting. But I filmed that all in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Game yeah, shows are game nice show, that way. Yeah, you can knock them out. Yeah, but yeah. I filmed it all in two weeks. So I was going crazy that fourth season. Like it was just like nuts. Jesus. But never auditioned. Everything was just always like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we we vibe with you, we trust you, yo. We we want to rock with you and shit. Same thing with Conan. Same thing with Steve Carell. Same same thing with Kenya. Yeah, it was always just, man, we fuck with you. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, let's let's just let's just let's make something it. happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything I ever auditioned for, never really got. Yeah, it was just always moments like that. that yeah. That, that, made my career take off. That'll make you feel real good. I hope it does. It does, man. Yeah. It does. It keeps it keeps me hopeful. It keeps yeah. me keeps me feeling like I mean, you know, I believe in myself. Yeah. Where I, I mean don't it's have to a question myself. It's a know? bullshit business. Yeah. But you're you know, there is some occasionally realness gets 
valued yeah. and gets rewarded. It and does. I think, you know, in your case, you're, you're a very good case for that. Yeah. Cause you just kind of, and it isn't like, I mean, you're not like, you're not like somebody that's like, you know, I'm coming in here and it's going to be my way. Yeah. You're just yourself. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. I'll be, you know, yeah. And, uh, try to stay low maintenance. You yeah. Know, yeah. I come in, everybody play their position. Right. Let's make this happen. Keep Let's your office neat. Keep your, <laughs> keep your office neat, <laughs> motherfucker. I can't uh, believe I can't thing. wait till we hit stop on this and I can find out who the fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I want to get you out of here because I, uh, we, you know, we got time constraints here. So yeah. I, the second question is where you're going, and I mean, is there stuff? What What do you want to do? Like, what's ahead of you? And it doesn't have to just be work. You know, it could be. I know you got a son. How old's your yeah, son now? Seventeen. Seventeen. Now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The shit now. I just want. I want to be able to have a bigger fan base, man, where I can do stand up and I can create content and I can just constantly give the world the way that I think, another perspective, another opinion, another view on the world and in a funny way that people probably haven't seen before. So yeah. whatever that is through movie, television, stand-up, that's what I want to do. I just want to keep building my fan base, man, and keep getting people to like see another perspective of something that you haven't seen before yeah. or something that you know about, but just getting another, another spin on it. And uh, that's what I want to provide to, to, to everyone. Will you always do stand-up, you think? I think I will. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will always do stand-up as long as Seinfeld is out there rocking. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, it, and, you know, like is it Eddie, your favorite? Eddie is Murphy. it your favorite thing to do of it all is. the shit you do? Yeah, because it's therapeutic. You know, yeah. I get to I get to say what's on my mind, you know, uh, and talk about it. I'm not acting. Acting is more of an escape, you know. Yeah. So, um, stand up is where I get to talk about what's what's on my mind and how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to express it to some people and and have them think differently about something that I think mm -hmm. about or learn from them and then go talk about it. You yeah. Know? So, so yeah, it's very therapeutic for me. And what do you think, what would that main message be? What do you think, you know, like, you know, there's different ways to look at it mm -hmm. is, you know, what's on your tombstone? What advice do you give people? Mm -hmm. What, you know, mm -hmm. what's on the poster of the Dion Cole story? Man, you know? mine is just, man, do it your way and do it the best way you can do it. You know, always show love in every way. Yeah. Yeah. You and you know that is a key too cuz you do you're 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 a good good person. Man, you know. Thank you, you're man. welcome. You're welcome. And I mean because there are, you know, there's a lot of ta talented funny people yeah. who aren't very nice. Yeah, they're not. And yeah, and who who tend to elbow their way into things. Yeah. And and usually it's pushing their way into things where they're might be pushing other people out of the way. Mm -hmm. And you've always just kind of been organically yourself yeah. and, 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 you know. And the same with you, man. Like a lot of, I used to always tell people this, man. I used to be like, especially like after the tour and stuff, people always be like, how's Conan? And I'd be like, man, Conan's this way, that way, then. How's Andy? And I used to be like, yo, Andy is one of the realest motherfuckers you ever <laughs> want to meet. I used to always tell you. Oh, thank you, like, thank man, you. Andy is the realest. He gonna give it to you the way it is. It ain't no fluff. It ain't no bullshit. This is what it is. 
take it or fucking leave it, man. And that attitude and that way of thinking always fits well with me because yeah. you know what you're getting. I, I and as I feel guess. the same way, I, that's oh, yeah. you and I connected yeah. on that way. Yeah. I don't have to guess. I yeah. don't have to worry. I don't have to think, are you thinking this or yeah, whatever? Yeah. You give me exactly what it is and then I can filter it from there. Yeah. And that's how I digest that shit instead of not knowing or you sitting up saying one thing and thinking another one, I'm gone yeah, and all yeah. that shit. I get exactly what I get from you and I always commend you for that. Bro. Thank you. I, it's funny because I had I was in therapy today mm-hmm. and I was talking to my therapist and one of the things I was talking about in relationships, like something, the way people sometimes, especially within romantic relationships, mm-hmm. you'll get like somebody will say like, no, go ahead, go to the party. Yeah. And you know they mean, you don't you fucking don't dare go to that yes, party. Yes, yes, And my, I've always been like, if you say I can go to the party, I'll go to the party. I just want you to know that. Because I'm, because if I say it, I mean it. Yes, sir. And I expect that back. Yes. So don't fucking play games. Yes. Because I will, I'll t- I will take you at your word, even if I know. Even if I know. If I know you're fucking like, giving me a 180 or trying yeah. to manipulate me or being like uh, a martyr or some yeah. shit. It's like, no, life's too fucking short to not say what you mean, you yeah. know? Amen. Yeah. Amen, brother. And that's, and that's needed in this world, man. Yeah. It's, it, especially when, especially when you older too, you ain't got time to be fucking off and bullshitting and wasting time. Like give it to you the way it, you can handle it. You can handle the truth, goddammit, and you can handle giving the truth. Don't bullshit me, and that's a great example. If you don't want me going to the party, just say you don't want me going to the goddamn yeah, yeah. party, and then we yeah. can figure it out from there. It ain't the end of the world. Yeah. I ain't got. I might not even feel like going to the goddamn yeah, party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just telling me, just telling me that you want me to stay is yo that that, right. that saves time. Right. And we get down to doing what we really want to do. Yeah. And that isn't to say I'm going to go out, fuck you, I'm going to go to the party. Because I might say, look, I know you don't mean that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah, You know, like, and then next time you can tell me, I really wish you wouldn't go to the party. You know, so. Real shit, man. Well, let's go to a party right now. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because it's time to wrap this thing up. This has been uh, 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 just a joy. I mean, I love seeing you whenever I see you. And it's, it's good to just get here. And like one of the best things about doing this is that I get to like ask people that I love and friends of mine, like awkward, you know, like tell me about yourself. Like which would be fucking weird if we were, you know, having a drink and I'd be like, so what were you like in school? You know, it gives me an, uh, an excuse right. to fucking creep, cry. Creepy creep yeah. shit. Just tell over me. a cocktail. Yeah. Right. Tell me about your love life. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, well Dion, i love you thank you i love you Andy. and uh and and good luck and thank i can't you, wait to see uh you take over this entire industry <laughs> likewise andy love you thank you for having me man. <laughs> thank you and thank you for listening to the three questions and we will uh be at you next time i've got a big big love The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galitza Hayek, and engineered by Will Becton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been... A Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.